Chapter 4. Dr. Hayabusa leapt from the monster's path. He fell to the ground. Scrambling to his feet, he unsheathed his sword. The beast stared at him. His eyes rolled about on either side of his face. Its short, stocky legs stuck out on the sides of its scaly body and curved down, like a person on top of a push-up. Slowly it approached, letting out a fearsome hiss. Spirit, Ken! Dr. Wimple cried out. Dr. Hayabusa walked backwards. He held his sword steady. Come this way, Randolph. Walk slowly. It won't harm us. It needs to conserve its energy. Dr. Wimple obeyed. How could you possibly know that? The creature is a Komodo dragon, Randolph. Until now, it has only been found in the Indonesian island of Komodo, having somehow survived extinction. As a cold-blooded reptile, it often sleeps in the sunlight, replenishing its energy. You could see this one is a bit sluggish. At night, it will undoubtedly be quick and ferocious. Thank you? Dr. Wimple said, trembling. I sh- shall make sure not to be around here after dark. What a zoological find. The first of its kind discovered in the West. Dr. Wimple nodded. Fine, we'll write a report. Now let's get out of here before we become its lunch. They took off, scampering deeper into the jungle. The trees grew closer together, the brush thicker and thornier. Dr. Hayabusa used his sword to cut a path. They bushwhacked for hours under the afternoon sun. The jungle festered. The humidity practically suffocated them, and they had to stop every few feet to catch their breaths. Even Dr. Hayabusa was running out of steam. When they reached a clearing, Dr. Wimple flopped onto the ground. Siesta time, he said. I don't care what you say. Dr. Hayabusa took a map out of his pocket. He studied it carefully. If I'm not mistaken, Randolph, we're already at the... Ken, look! Dr. Wimple shouted. Suddenly, his fatigue disappeared. He ran across the clearing to a strange, rounded stone that stuck out of the ground. Pulling a spade out of his backpack, Dr. Wimple ferociously dug around the stone. It was a large, flat tablet covered with intricate etchings. Dr. Hayabusa joined his colleague, and together they pulled out the tablet. They set it down, and Dr. Hayabusa began to translate. All praise the great hero Shinobi, who, on this day in Anno Domina, 1290, confronted the powerful demon of the Temple of Darkness. Shinobi? Dr. Wimple interrupted. That's impossible. How could a Japanese be in the Amazon 200 years before Columbus? His eyes aglow, Dr. Hayabusa read on. Having sailed across the Eternal Sea to find the land of forbidden mystery, Shinobi returned to his native land, guarding the secrets of his discovery. Eureka! Dr. Wimple shouted. Do you realize what a find we've made? My associates can carbon date it to make sure it's not a fake. And the great shinobi cannot bear to reveal the one shame of his life, Dr. Hayabusa continued reading. His only failure as a warrior, when the demon's body lay bloodless on the ground, slain by shinobi's sword, its power lived on. It continued the fight, unleashing the forces of nature... Though Shinobi could not beat this invisible enemy, he fought bravely, dividing the demon's energy in two, the forces of light and dark. Thus disabling the demon, he imprisoned the forces into two statues buried hereunder. Without saying another word, the two scientists dropped to their knees and began digging. It took over an hour, but when the shovels hit two solid objects, they were delirious with excitement. Dr. Hayabusa pulled out a white marble figurine, about a foot tall and shaped like a horrible hunched dragon. 
Dr. Wimple's statue is exactly the same, except made of black onyx. Remarkable, Dr. Wimple said in an awed whisper. Does the tablet explain what happened to their power? Dr. Hayabusa picked up the tablet and read more. The demon will begin to wake in the time of Dark Moon, approximately every 700 years. If the statues are in the same temple as the demon, they will join forces and inhabit the demon's body, releasing unimaginable power. The world will not survive. However, if the statues are not inside the temple, the demon will remain harmless. Dr. Hayabusa paused. His face was solemn. Is that it? Dr. Wimple asked. Yes. Dr. Hayabusa looked his friend in the eye. The question is, where is the temple? Dr. Wimple threw back his head in laughter. Surely you don't take that seriously. What do you mean? We did find the statues. Yes, and they're fine examples of pre-Columbian South American art. But it's obvious what happened here. Clearly, Shinobi's demon was a Komodo dragon, an ancestor of one we just found. The rest, the pagan mumbo-jumbo, we should leave to the folklore experts. Dr. Wimple took his pack and stuffed the statues in. Then he walked into the surrounding jungle, snooping around. But Dr. Hayabusa wasn't convinced. He paced the edge of the clearing, trying to piece it all together. His toe stubbed against the edge of another stone. Gritting his teeth, he looked down at it. It was gold, and it looked like the edge of something bigger. He knelt down and yanked the underbrush off its surface. When he was done, a small, perfectly square stone stared up at him. On it were gold inlays depicting some kind of message. Amazing, he called out. I found an ancient grave marker, Randolph. No answer. Dr. Hayabusa turned around. Randolph? He walked across the clearing, looking around. Randolph, where did you go? He stopped. That wasn't a jungle sound. Randolph Wimple must have found something else in the woods. But where? In the thick air, it was hard to tell where the noise came from. He felt his blood freeze. The sound was in the clearing behind him. He whipped around. Everything looked exactly the same. Or did it? It was the grave marker. His trained eyes detected a slight movement. An inner voice told him, begged him to run away. But Dr. Hayabusa walked closer. Clunk! The marker slid aside, revealing a deep hole and two arms. A sudden, blinding lightning bolt ripped the jungle air. It flashed in front of Dr. Hayabusa and sliced a nearby tree in half. Dr. Hayabusa flung himself on the ground. When he turned around, his jaw dropped open. Standing in front of him was a creature. It was human, but only barely. Each foot had three enormous claws. Its bare chest rippled with muscles that looked like cast iron. Deadly sharp ram horns jutted out of the steel mask that covered his face. In his right hand, it held a sword. In its left, a gleaming shield emblazoned with the letter J. And when it spoke, the ground shook. Give me the statues, it demanded. Not on your life, sheep face, Dr. Hayabusa said. The warrior thrust the sword. The mighty stroke caused the trees to rustle. With a perfect ninja front roll, Dr. Hayabusa escaped the sword and sprang to his feet. In one swift motion, he pulled his own sword and lunged. Clang! It hit against his enemy's shield. Dr. Hayabusa stepped back, waiting for the next move. The warrior dropped his sword. With a casual but powerful gesture, it reached upwards. Dr. Hayabusa watched with eagle eye. 
Crack! Another bolt of lightning sliced the sky, this one connected with the warrior's outstretched hands. Dr. Hayabusa stared in disbelief. How could this thing have survived that hit? It brought its arms forward and pointed. Dr. Hayabusa took the full force of the electrical current. He crumbled to the ground. A freak storm, came a voice from behind him. Well, maybe there'll be a break in the humidity. Out of the corner of his eye, Dr. Hayabusa saw Randolph Wimple emerge from the surrounding brush. He propped himself on weakened elbows. Run! He croaked, his voice raw. Dr. Wimple froze in his tracks. He looked from Dr. Hayabusa to the warrior. Ken! Who? What? Run for your life, Dr. Hayabusa croaked, and follow every step of emergency plan F. Do you understand? But I can't just leave you. Dr. Wimple was cut off by another electric jolt. It drilled a clean hole through the tree next to him. Dr. Wimple was off in a flash. He had never run so fast in his life. Good riddance, the warrior snarled. Now give me the statues. Never, Dr. Hayabusa said, stalling. By now, Dr. Wimple would be 50 yards away, with both statues. Zzz. Another jolt made Dr. Hayabusa arc in pain. All right, he said. At least leave me with enough strength to open my pack. The warrior waited. With agonized slowness, Dr. Hayabusa removed his backpack. The longer he took, the further Dr. Wimple would travel. He set the pack down, fumbled with the laces. He removed the canteen from the top. He dumped the contents on the ground. Trail mix, three maps, a wallet, a camera, two lenses, a mess kit, and a compass. Nothing more. The warrior seemed to swell with rage. Veins strained at its chest muscles. With its fists clenched, it reached up to the sky. A deafening boom shook the entire jungle. The lightning that struck the warrior's hands bathed the area in white light. When the flash was over, the warrior glowed. No one plays games with me, foolish insect, it bellowed. Prepare to meet a fate more unimaginably terrible than death. <laughs>